Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin a long, detailed study of the book of Acts. This week, Pastor Jim warms up with an introduction to this book written by Luke, Paul's personal physician. Please listen to today's portion of this week's message entitled, Acts, the Saga of Your Christian Family. The book of Acts is unique. It's the only true history book, a historical book in the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament has about a dozen of them, tracing a lot longer history. Now, the four Gospels are definitely historical books. You can also extract some history from comments that are made in the other books of the New Testament, but the Gospels are highly specialized. Think of them more as biographies specifically focusing on the life of Jesus and showing that He is the Messiah. The book of Acts is the history of the first 30 plus years of the transition that took place, a huge transition from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant from the Old Testament to the New Testament writings, from the law of Moses to the age of grace, from the time of God working specifically through Israel to what Romans calls the times of the Gentiles. Big changes. And several crucial transitions had to be made. Jesus has now come. Uh, He was rejected by Israel. He died, He rose again, He ascended to the Father. The purpose of God was not thwarted by the unbelief of Israel and them rejecting their Messiah, but God's work shifted, as Jesus said it would, from Israel to the church as His vehicle for reaching the world with His grace. And several transitions need to be observed as we study through the book of Acts. As we work through Acts, you're going to see there are some places where people disagree about the interpretation of it. There are some rather difficult passages there, but most of those difficulties come from failing to see the unique timing of the the book of Acts. Acts records accurately what actually happened. It's inerrant, But the fact that something happens in history, especially during a transitional time, does not make it normative for today. People say, well, we want to go back to, we want to be like the early church. Okay, so if you ever tell a fib about your offering, you're going to be struck dead in front of the church. Let's go back there. I like that going to need bigger, stronger deacons to bury the bodies. See, the fact that something happens doesn't make it normative. Um, I've pointed out many times, people, people take 
um, Gideon and uh, the way he laid out the, the fleeces asking to confirm God's will. And I've heard that, I've seen a whole books written about it. That gives us the, the example of how we're supposed to pray, except that that's the opposite of what it teaches. That was an act of, of lack of faith on Gideon's part, not a, a demonstration of his faith. So you've got to know when you're looking at something that happened in history, is this prescriptive or only descriptive? It always describes what happened, but it takes some wisdom, it takes some discernment to figure out when is it telling you this is what should happen. And that's where we have the epistles that tell us the doctrine, as we saw in the book of Jude, the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. That's spelled out in Romans through Revelation. Acts is the transition that got us to that time. So when it comes to doctrine, um, the epistles are superior to the, the book of Acts, and we have to interpret the book of Acts in light of other things that are said later. Now, let me, let me point out a few of these transitions, and as I said, we will draw on this material uh, at any number of points during the book of Acts. First of all, there is that transition from the Gospels to the Epistles. Acts records the extension of the Gospel from, well, how many were there at the end of the Gospels? When we start the book of Acts, it's 120 people. That's, that's not very many. They believed prior to Jesus' ascension, and by the time you're at the end of the book of Acts, it's thousands who have believed in many cities. And it explains the beginning of the churches all over the world. Acts is the background to the epistles, which are then written to the people in those churches wherever the gospel went and people repented and put their faith in Christ. Um, Acts is the bridge that connects that old era to the new. Uh, the church was first mentioned in Matthew chapter 16, but it becomes fully established not until the epistles are, are written or fully understood. The, the revelation isn't complete until then. Acts explains the transition in the early stages of the church. It was the birth of the first churches everywhere. One of the reasons that that program that I've been involved with with Slavic Gospel Association now for, for nearly 20 years is called the Antioch Initiative because it was in the town of Antioch, it was the first Gentile church that ever trained and sent and supported missionaries to Gentiles. That's a transition. Nobody in Jerusalem was sitting around saying, where can we find a group of Gentiles that would take the gospel to their own people? Didn't happen. This is the transition. There is also this massive transition from Judaism to Christianity. And you can take that one in, in, in two ways. There is pure Old Testament Judaism. What would a person who truly believed God have had believed and said and done and studied in the Old Testament. Uh, and that all led to uh, Christ. 
So that was the preparation and the foundation for Christianity was all of the revelation of the Old Testament. And the shadow gives way to the substance, to use the term from Colossians chapter 2 or Hebrews 8, 9, and 10. The, the, the pictures give way to the real thing. That's a huge transition. There's another sense of transition, however, uh, from Judaism to Christianity. Because in the days of Jesus, remember, it was the most radical leaders of the Jews who most radically opposed Jesus. And the perversion of Judaism that was developed primarily by the Pharisees gave way to the freedom and the forgiveness of new life in Christ as a new creature. And that freedom was a big deal. And it had to be maintained and defended, beginning with the book of Acts and especially at the Jerusalem Council and in our daily emails, we've been working through the book of Galatians. Paul says, it was for freedom that Christ sets you free. Don't be enslaved again. So there's two senses in which it's a transition from Judaism to Christianity, from the real thing to Christ and from the perverted thing to Christ. There's another one. The transition from the Mosaic law to the church age. Do you know Jesus never joined a church? It didn't exist. Okay? So the purpose of the law of Moses, as we've learned from Galatians 3, was to lead people to faith in Jesus Christ. Even for true believers, that transition required effort. Several aspects of the law of Moses separated Jews from Gentiles culturally. And it required time and a lot of teaching, a lot of patience, and a lot of effort to bring Jews and Gentiles together into one cohesive body, which we know as the church. There was also the transition from the ministry of Christ in the Gospels. He's the, he's the main figure. Um, and he ministers and he teaches himself. But in the book of Acts, we have the transition that records um, what Jesus predicted in John chapter 20, verse 21, from his own ministry where he says, I was sent from the Father to the ministry of the apostles sent by Jesus to those who followed the apostles who were sent from places like Antioch and their ministry that is described in the epistles. And again, Acts is the bridge. Jesus casually mentioned the church for the first time in Matthew uh, chapter 16. By the time you get to the book of Revelation, he dictates seven personal letters to seven churches in seven cities. And most of those cities are mentioned in the book of Acts. It's all connected and it's all part of a transition. Then there's the transition from Israel being the, the center of everything to now the ministry goes to the entire world. Nearly all of the activity of God's plan of redemption through the Old Testament took place in the land of Israel. 
And it explodes from there in the book of Acts. Yes, yes, Acts begins in Jerusalem, uh, and it follows the spread of the gospel to Samaria, and then to the remotest parts of the earth. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.